Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, 49ers faithful? It is absolutely great to be with you guys today on this Thursday. There is no Thursday football because we had Wednesday football and all the moving around and all the different parts that's out everywhere. And so, hey, guess what we get today? We get a chit-chat, just you and us. And let's talk about a lot of stuff going on because there are updates aplenty. The 49ers have arrived at their new temporary home in Arizona. We have some injury updates, some practice reports. We're also going to go over a couple bets of the weeks. We're going to jump into the defensive film, probably the most dominant defensive performance the 49ers have had. Um, now, I understand the scores might reflect otherwise, but I, I think this was the best defensive performance in Kyle Shanahan's era. Now, you got to give credit to Robert Sala, of course. But, you know, whenever I went through this morning and finished our entire Patreon video breakdown of every single defensive play this morning, it took us over an hour, I walked away even feeling better than I did at the game. Usually the general rule is when you're watching film, it's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad as you think it is. Usually it's somewhere in between. I was wrong this week. It was better. And... I walked away just thinking how incredible it was. Man, there are so many things that we have to dive in and talk about. We've got pro football nugget, um, pro football focus rankings, numbers. We've got just statistical category updates because we have the whole new week and everything has been compiled and compares against everybody else. Um, also want to say shout out to the countdown crew. I love it. Out strong this morning. Morning, I guess it's not this morning, this afternoon. It's been a long day. But good news. It is a the end of a month, and we have a huge giveaway coming up. Today is the last time to get into um, the drawing. I am going to be giving away, wait for it. I think you're going to like this one, a Brandon Ayuk jersey Monday night after the game in honor of Ayuk. Ayukin returning from the COVID list. So again, if you are new to the countdown crew, all you have to do, head over to YouTube or Periscope or Twitter, hit the notification bell on my channel, John Chapman or 49ers Rush. And when we go live, like we are currently, all you have to do is hashtag CC in the first minute and a half, and you are entered in to win for free. We give out stuff all the freaking time because who hates money? This guy. <laughs> Why not just give all those things away? It's who I am. Now, as always, for my live listeners, if you have questions at any point, tag me in the chat at John Chapman, and then ask your question. I will try to get to all of those. But let's start out with the head coach himself, 
going through the injuries. And guess what, guys? Beautiful because it's short. It is short. So it's not going to take long for the head coach to get through it this week. Out uh, just with his hamstring, same one as last time, just being smart with him. Um, K1 Williams still the ankle. Um, won't practice today. Likely won't be available this week. Uh, that's all I got right now. That's it. That's it. Debo with a hamstring. Now, he, he later clarified Kyle Shanahan did. You know, it's not anything new. He didn't re-aggravate anything. He was just sore. He was sore from the game. You know, Debo was coming off multiple injuries, going all the way back to the offseason. He didn't have a traditional offseason because of the Jones fracture in his foot. So when he showed up to play, he wasn't in the best football playing shape, just conditioning-wise. Well, guess what? Then he hurts himself again with the hamstring. Sits out for a long time, still not in football shape. Coach Kyle Shanahan said, we are going to have to be careful with Debo Samuel heading into the Rams game. Well, how careful was he with Debo Samuel? He played, let's see here, 63 of 72 snaps this week. He was all over the place. So why not rest him? You're not playing until Monday. You're finally getting guys back. Now, we say that the injury report was short. 49ers still have 15 players on injured reserve. To put that into perspective, last year heading into the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl after 16 regular season games, three, uh, two games after that division round NFC Championship, we had 16 players on IR. Now, I do understand that the IR rules this year are different because it only lasts three weeks, but they are still injuries nonetheless. Kwan Williams uh, will not be practicing this week. Seems like he's at least one week out. And boy, do we need him back. Because at current set, you have Emmanuel Mosley, who was limited participate in practice today, being your nickel back. Now, he played relatively well, had some bad plays. But what happens when he goes down? I think we're up to number 27 now, who actually got some snaps at free safety in the dime package for the 49ers and actually played fairly well. Didn't play a lot. But he did get a couple snaps, and I think you know you want to count that and kind of move forward. Now, why is the team getting healthy? It's as simple as time. It's time. The 49ers, whenever they play Monday night, will have played two games over the span of 22 days. Put that into perspective. The 49ers, at one point this season right before this, played three games within a span of 11 days. So two games between 22 days or three games between 11 days, I think we can kind of see the difference. For the first time, the 49ers arrested. And we saw that speed translate to the game against the Rams that we won. It was close, but defense played lights out. The offense was just straight trash, but that's kind of what it was. Now, I will say this. The 49ers did release um, from the practice squad tight end slash fullback Daniel Helm. Um, he was on COVID, but as soon as he got off COVID, unfortunately... He got cut. Um, Raymond asked this question. How do you feel about this next game, the Bills? I think our offense takes care of the ball. Our D will lift us. I think, Raymond, you just put the blueprint out for how we are going to win. Um, anytime you're in a game and the defense scores as many touchdowns as the offense you are in trouble. <laughs> and by that, I mean Javon Kinlaw scoring his one touchdown and then, you know, kind of moving over to, uh, what's it called, the offense. They got one touchdown. Raheem Mostert, I think it was the second or third drive. That was it. And that's a problem. And, you know, Raymond, as you asked that question, let's jump over to the defensive film here if you're watching online with us. This is just 
without the audio of my Patreon video breakdown. There's no way we're going to get through it all. It's over an hour long. But I think what it does do in us watching this is just kind of reemphasizing how great the play was collectively as a defense. And so the Bills, guess what? They are a tough, hard-nosed fighting team. Now, what has been the one Achilles heel of the 49ers defense? Mobile quarterbacks. This is going to be the issue. Now, there are some adjustments that have been made since the last time we played a mobile quarterback. One, we have Jimmy Ward closer to the box more often. He is great there. Two, Marcel Harris. He only got six snaps this last week. A lot of that is because the Rams do a whole lot of 10 personnel, only one running back, no tight end, or 11 personnel. I think they only ran two tight ends maybe three or four times. But Marcel Harris has been great. He has come in as the Sam linebacker since we traded away Quan Alexander. And I think that he has brought, it a, brought a lot of speed and flexibility to this defense. Now, is that going to be enough against a mobile quarterback like Josh Allen? That's what we're going to have to see. There are some question marks. Is the 49ers defense playing at a championship level currently? You bet your rear end they are. Now, the big thing this year has been they haven't gotten a lot of pressures. That has changed. <laughs> the 49ers have been very, very good at getting defensive pressure of the quarterback, and a lot of that stems with what the coverage has been. The 49ers racked up 11 total pressures versus the Rams, two sacks, five quarterback hits, and four hurries. That's good numbers. You're not upset by that. Two sacks is wonderful. If you could average two sacks for the entire season, you would be among the league-leading teams in sacks. So it, there, there is some good there. Now, here's my issue. How are you going to play against this quarterback, which we kind of already talked about, and the deep play? We played one team that threw the ball deep like crazy, really two. Um, you've got the Seattle Seahawks, and you've got the Miami Dolphins. Those two, those were our two worst defensive performances. Josh Allen throws the ball like crazy. You have Stephon Diggs, who is among the he's among the league leader in receptions, yards. I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins passed him last week, but they've been kind of neck and neck for the league lead. Now, our next episode, which we'll have out Friday or Saturday, I'm still writing that one, which will be just an entire episode just to this game. So I don't want to spend all my time there, but I do think that it is important. Now, before we move on, I do want to say, man, I hope you bet with us yesterday. We have hit on six of our last eight bets. Um, we are making some money. And <laughs> my uh, my number in the MyBookie account just keeps going up, which is great. Hopefully, you're betting with us. So let's hear just a real quick word from our sponsor, MyBookie. All right. MyBookie.ag sponsors this podcast, and they have been partners for a long time. I love their product. I love what they do. So here's the deal. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been betting with MyBookie for years like me, there's no shortage of value to be found in thousands of game lines, prop bets, over-unders, spreads, parlays. You name it, you can bet on it there. And it goes outside of sports as well. Let's say you're a casino and a card guy. Guess what? They have everything. Classic table games, slot card games, everything that you would expect to find at a local casino, they have it. And the best part about my bookie, guess what? The doors never close. <laughs> you can bet there anytime. So here's what you got to do. Head over to mybookie.ag. Whenever you do, use the promo code 49ers. This supports the podcast. 
0.49 ERS. And here's the deal. If you do that, they're going to match your deposit halfway. All the way up to a thousand bucks. This is free money, guys. So if you put in two hundred dollars, they're going to give you a hundred bucks to bet for free. Now rollovers do apply, and if you don't know how that works, their customer service is incredible. So if you're already planning to bet this season, there's free money to be had. Head over there. We've been killing it all season long. We're going to have draft uh, prop bets as well moving forward. So it's a winning season at my bookie. Head over there, mybookie.ag. Use promo code Forty Niners, and again. Let's make some money and have some fun while betting together. Thank you so much, MyBookie, for the continued support. And again, if you want to help support the podcast, this is the way to do it. All right, so just a couple uh, Vegas numbers that I want to update about the 49ers that I think are important. The spread has moved a full point. The 49ers opened up as two-and-a-half-point underdogs, but because of all the COVID (laughs) returnees, that we've got back, I think the numbers changed. And now the 49ers, it was two and a half points. Now it's one and a half, a full point swing. So the money is coming in on the 49ers side, which makes you think, man, if you're wanting to bet this Niners game and get that extra point and a half for free, you better bet soon. My guess is this is going to end at right at plus one, which there's nothing wrong with that. The over-under sitting at 48, that's a rough one for me. Uh, I'm leaning under early. On that 48-point spread, I'm not quite sure how much the 49ers offense can put points up, and the 49ers defense, as we all know, is just awesome. But one of the bets that I thought was interesting this week that I wanted to put out there, they have odds up on who the next Jets head coach will be in 2021. And I think that this is important and carries a lot of weight for the 49ers. As we know, Vegas money is usually one of the most reliable indicators of kind of groupthink and what's going on. There's so much money invested that they're usually spot on. And our defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, is currently the third best odds to win the Jets' head job. I don't think he's going to get the Jets' job. I think that the and the odds that they have out on all these coaches, I think is important. Um, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he's at the highest odds. Mike Kafka, the quarterback coach for the Chiefs. And then Robert Sala, He is at plus 500. I think Robert Sala is going to end up in Michigan. Um, That's where he's from with Detroit. I just think it'd be a perfect fit there. But one of my long shot bets, which you're going to have to wait a little while to get paid on here, is Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. I think he's going to land this job. I'm going to bet on Joe Brady for every single job. Um, uh, so it's plus 1600. So you bet down, you bet two bucks, you get $34. If you win, Joe Brady's going to land a head coach job somewhere. Um, anyway, just throwing that out there, but here's why it's so important is because the new, um, approved motion by the owners of the NFL, if a minority gets hired as a head coach or GM, the 49ers will receive not one, but two third-round draft choices in the two upcoming drafts. So, for example, let's just say hypothetically, um, you know, Robert Sala goes to the Jets or wherever as head coach. The 49ers would get an extra third-round pick after all the compensation picks um, in 2021 and an extra third-round pick um, after all the compensation picks in 2022. That is a lot of draft capital, something to 100% make sure we keep an eye on that. Um, let's see here. A couple questions here. What's up, Rich? He says, haven't been able to catch your live streams in a minute. 
Glad to be able to join today. What's up, man? I love it. Hashtag, we still have a chance. I love long hashtags. Uh, I don't know why. It makes me happy. Um, Albert, did you talk about the play where Sherman plays safety? I love it, man. You know, I was watching it, and I was like, what is happening? We're in a dime set. A dime set. We rotate in number 27, and we rotate back. We put Tarvarius Moore one-on-one with the linebacker. They're in an empty set. Um, we're in our dime package. And we put Richard Sherman at free safety. Now, it, it didn't look awkward. It looked fine. <laughs> Who knows what that will look like in the future? Now, here's what's crazy. Questions keep coming up in Kyle Shanahan's press conferences about Richard Sherman and his future. So here we go. Let's hear from the head coach himself on what it means for Richard Sherman to be around in the future. I don't think it ever is as simple as that. I mean, Sherman's a guy that I know I personally, and I know John feels the same. We, I mean, we want on our team at all times. I mean, it's Sherman's a guy that, as if he when he does get older and he does descend, he's a, such a good football player. He finds a way. Um, I understand his contract issue this year. I understand there's a number of guys on our team um, with that this year, but whoever can help us win football games are guys we're trying to figure out how to bring back, and especially guys who do it the right way. Um, Sherm is as good as anyone in those categories. Now, there's lots of stuff that go into it at the end of the year and how we're going to balance all this out and wait to figure out what the salary cap is and stuff with what happens. But um, I know Sherm's time here. He's been everything we've hoped and more, and I really hope that these – next um whatever games we have left i really hope that's not the end of it yeah you want to keep him here as long as he wants to be here now what are those numbers right currently and now we're transitioning to a little bit of salary cap talk and that's okay if the 49ers move on from d ford which i think they will that's going to put the 49ers at about 30 million dollars right at for the 2021 cap and that's even with the expected lower numbers uh, put this in perspective. Um, I was just on Chicago Sports Radio, and we were talking about just the playoff implications of the Bears, which I don't think they have much, and the 49ers and what that looks like. But we got off topic, and we started talking salary cap next year. This year in the 2020 season, the salary cap is $198 million with a little bit of change. The projected cap, still not finalized, for 2021 is $176 million. So it's dropping uh, considerably. Now, even with those numbers, because of the trade of Quan Alexander, can't stress enough, one of my favorite things the front office has done since uh, Kyle Shedhead arrived, getting rid of that crappy contract. I love that. And Marcel Harris is actually playing better at Sam, and Drake Greenlaw is playing better at Will than he was. So absolutely love that. Not trying to throw dirt on Quan. I love Quan Alexander. He's fun to watch. I think he's one of the best teammates um, in the NFL, but financially it was just a bad move. Okay, moving forward. $30 million freed up. Where's that money got to go? Things you have to do. I think there's two. Number one, the most imperative, you have to sign Trent Williams to a long-term deal. That has to happen. He's going to be getting 17 to $18 million, but you can backload that. Let's say you do a three-year deal. You make maybe 5 to $10 million in signing bonus, whatever else, you're going to be okay. That's going to take you down to about $20 million. You need to get Fred Warner tied up for an extension. Coming into the last year, we still don't have to, but now you're looking at kind of the Kittle territory. If you sign him to a new deal, you can backload it and give yourself a little cap relief in 2021. Now you're getting into the Sherman conversation. 
I want Sherman back. The front office wants Sherman back. I think Richard Sherman wants to come back. But where? Where? I don't think it matters. You want to put him at safety? That's fine. Um, personally, I want Tarvarius Moore and Jimmy Ward as my safeties as long as you promise to have Jimmy Ward close to the line of scrimmage. So now let's talk about Jimmy Ward, who I've been as mean. Maybe not mean. I don't think I'm too mean. Mr. Glass, I've given him. I've been very honest. I, I haven't liked Jimmy Ward. I don't like the way he plays, whatever else. But it's because we play him out of position. As soon as we transitioned Marcel Harris into the quote-unquote free safety role. Now, if you're watching this highlight, there still are about 10 plays where Jimmy Ward is the single high safety and Tarverius Moore is closer to the line of scrimmage. I hate that crap, but whatever. When Jimmy Ward plays close to the line of scrimmage, he's elite. One of the top-rated games from Pro Football Focus on the defensive side of the ball all year, any position, any team. Jimmy Ward graded out at a 94.7 and had a 94.5 cover grade. That is elite, elite, elite. Two forced fumbles, pass breakups, tackles all over the place. He was incredible. Uh, he did have one missed tackle, but he was still absolutely... He had eight targets. Eight targets against Jimmy Ward. Three catches, 16 yards. Bananas. Bananas. Absolutely love the way this guy played. I love the way our defense is projecting. Um, Niner Drag, I see your comment. I see special forming. This is Niner Drag. Moving forward on the D-line with Armstead on the interior with Kinlaw, which we saw more Armstead play inside this week than we have all year. Bosa on the outside. Do you think Kerry Hyder will be brought back to compete, uh, or sorry, to complete that D-line next season? I would love to. Uh, Kerry Hyder's great. He's going to get probably nine to ten million. Go back to that thirty million the 49ers have to play with. Who knows what that's going to look like? Um, yeah, get Eric Armstead inside as much as possible. Now, this is an issue that came up while I was watching film. Where did Javon Kinlaw go? He saw his fewest snaps all season. He got twenty-one snaps. That's it. Now, obviously, we had the pick six. That was incredible. Dude went off. Made a couple other key plays. But here's what happened. He missed five straight series in the first half. Five straight. Comes out of the halftime. He gets the start. Gets the interception pick six. We didn't see him for three series after that. I don't know. It hasn't showed up on the injury report. Coaches haven't said anything about it. I have no clue where Javon Kinlaw went. Um... Perhaps they're going to put him on a snap count moving forward. But even if it was a snap count, why did he miss five straight series? I, I don't know. The only positive thing I could take from this is he ended the game on the field. He ended the half on the field as well. So I don't think it's an injury thing, but something was weird. Something was off. Uh, we'll have to see what's going on there. I, I just, I really didn't like it. <laughs> I, I know, I know that's not, I, I, there's not like a <laughs> factual whatever. I'm just telling you, it made me feel gross. <laughs> I, I'm sorry about that. It's just what it is. I didn't like it. Um, from Sin, she asked this, where will the Cardinals play while we are in Arizona? The schedule worked out perfectly. Now we play Monday night, they play Sunday. No conflict of interest there. Moving on, they're on the road when we're in, I say home, but we're in Arizona. So there are no schedule conflicts that are going to cause any problems with Arizona. And that's a big reason why it worked out so well. 
Um, so it just works out perfectly. Um, there's not going to be any issues there. And the 49ers aren't actually living in the stadium. They're at the practice facility where the Arizona Cardinals have training camp of, you know, workout rooms, the hotel, uh, the practice fields is all right there. So they're not currently at the stadium, which helps out a lot. And again, no scheduling conflict whatsoever. Um, yeah, Mac, did you see Ross Dwelly drill Darnold? Woo boy, I did see that play. Ross Dwelly's so fun, man. The duct tape. Duct tape Dwelly. He just fixes stuff that goes wrong. Um, I don't know why he can't be a solid contributor when we don't have injuries. But yeah, I, I love Ross Dwelly. He's great. You know, you look at the development of this team's practice squad. There's so many guys from Emmanuel Mosley to Roz Dwelly to Daniel Brunskill to Kevin Givens to it just goes on and on. There's so many guys out there. And another one of those guys I wanted to talk about, Nick Mullins, um, which not very pleased with the way he's played, but he was at the press conference today, and this is how he chose to end his press conference. Now I do have to warn you. The audio's off. I don't know what's wrong. The 49ers road video team <laughs> is suspect. Uh, but anyway, the audio is off from the video, but I think it still gives us a perfect picture. So here is Nick Mullins uh, talking about Jamar Taylor. Um, normally I don't talk about too many guys, but uh, just want to – I just – I hate the Jamar Taylor. Um, kind of got hurt the way that he did. Um, just prayers and shout-out to him. Um I really only say this because he's more of a he's a silent guy. He did not talk a lot in the locker room. Um, but just kind of just asked him about his journey through when he first got here through camp. Uh, eight years. Um, and he's a guy who's earned everything he's gotten in this league. And I uh, got a lot of respect for. And that to see him do his job and fill in the way that he did, um, those are the guys that you respect in the locker room. And uh, so I had a lot of respect for Jamar. And uh, it was really tough to see him uh, get hurt um, the way that he did. Uh, but the type of guy that he is, uh, I know he's going to battle back uh, as strong as ever. And uh, so it's got a lot of respect for Jamar, and I wanted people to know um, how much of a veteran and, uh, I guess, silent leader he was on this team. I, I just – there's a couple things. One, I want to talk about Jamar Taylor, but just how this epitomizes this damn team. We have the starting quarterback who is a career-long backup undrafted free agent, Nick Mullins, Okay. Nick Mullins gets up there. How many games is Nick Mullins going to be invited to speak at a press conference? You can count them on one hand. That is just the reality of the situation. It's the role of a backup quarterback. And he spends his time. He brought this up. Nobody asked him. He said, hey, I want to talk about this. A guy that wasn't on the roster to start the season, he was part of training camp, gets waived, Sits at home for a week, two weeks until Kwan Williams gets hurt. You bring him back on a vet minimum deal. That's what we're talking about. You're talking about a backup undrafted free agent quarterback, and you're talking about this guy that is a backup off the street nickel corner. But to say that this guy is a leader of the team, this is what healthy franchises, this is what healthy locker rooms look like. Because you have a quarterback that is feeling and speaking out publicly for a backup nickel corner. This is everything. Now, Jamar Taylor, he was on a league minimum deal. Now, the league minimum, uh, I'm a teacher. 
I understand the numbers. They seem big. They are big. <laughs> um, league minimum deal, just under $700,000. That's a lot of money. That's more than I'm going to make as a teacher in probably 14 years. Uh, that breaks my heart. I wish I didn't say that out loud. Anyway, I digress. This guy only got paid for his games. That's it. You get your game contracts. Now he'll make some money on injured reserves. So now he's down to... Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. $350,000 that he made this year. That's it. That's it. He was playing himself into a contract. This guy probably lost about 4 to $5 million. And, you see, and again, I, I, I get it. I get it, okay? I'm a server. I'm a, I'm a teacher. I'm a whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever your career is, you're not making this kind of money probably. And if you are, congratulations. Um, you should support me on uh, Patreon. <laughs> um, but, but you feel for these guys. Jamar Taylor was playing for his family's financial future, and that got taken like that. Like that. Like so many players, we get Nick Bosa gets injured, Jimmy Garoppolo. Guess what? Those guys are set financially regardless whenever. Now they're better players, so we get it. But it gives you just a peek behind the curtain. Because we Brandon Ayuk, he's fine. We're, I'm buying his jersey, right? We're giving it away. Nobody's buying Jamar Taylor jerseys. If you are, you're his freaking parents or his cousin or something along those lines. And in which case, you're asking him to buy it for you. But these guys are fighting for their future, their financial future. And whenever you see these injuries, the team feels it because this guy lost out. Maybe he'll get brought back on a veteran minimum deal, but that's an ACL. That's a nine-month thing. Nine months from now is September. We're already outside of training camp. 
this guy got hurt. Now, maybe you see something like what we did for Ronald Blair, but Ronald Blair was supposed to be back, complications of surgery, whatever. I, I'm just saying I want to bring this up because it's one of the hidden sides of the NFL that we don't get to talk about. And what this guy's financial future and NFL career, he could be done. He might not ever play again. I hope I am wrong. Um, I'm a Jamar Taylor fan. What he did for the 49ers this year was freaking incredible. And I love the fact that Nick Mullins kind of came out and just talked about how great he was. Now, let's transition to another defensive player that I thought was great, and that's Kevin Givens. Kevin Givens was all over the field. He played in the backfield. Givens was incredible. Now, Fred Warner, the captain of the defense, was asked about Givens and what he has done differently and what that looks like. So here's Fred Warner talking about Kevin Givens. You know, guys had to step in, obviously, because we were missing some guys due to the circumstance. But, I mean, Kevin has been outstanding this entire year. He's continued to get better and better as the weeks have gone on. And you saw some of that, uh, you know, flash again this past Sunday. He's He's uh, he's a huge asset for our defense, our team, and he's continuing to get better. And all those other guys on the interior, you know, just seeing uh, Street and how, how much he's gotten better and better and being healthy, being able to show off his abilities. So I'm just happy for those guys. And anytime you get opportunity, taking full advantage of it, uh, you know, it goes, it doesn't go unseen for sure. Yeah, he, he played great. So disruptive, Kevin Givens. I absolutely love how this dude plays. Now, uh, a couple other questions I want to talk about real quick. I love it. Um, Martin Souls, um, I love this question. Hey, John, I know it's not 49ers related. Do you know how Pettis is doing for the Giants? He's not doing. He's been inactive. Um, he has been a healthy scratch a few weeks. I don't think he's suited up this week. But, yeah, Pettis is he's what we thought he was, unfortunately. I, I hope the best for him. Um, a change of scenery will be good, but he's probably being kept on the Giants now just so he could be there next year. That's my guess. Uh, David, have you noticed teams have gone away from the read option versus us since Quan has been traded? I have noticed this. Um, I don't like – a lot of people think I'm a Quan hater, um, which I, I hate to say, but whenever you look at the two teams we played, right, since we traded Quan. We traded them, New Orleans Saints, with Taysom Hill. They do a whole bunch of read option. They didn't do very much against us. Uh, the Rams, they don't do it very often. Buffalo this week, they do it a lot. So this week, I do expect the 49ers to see some more read option, but you are correct. The greatest thing about Quan is he's innovative and just makes plays that he's not supposed to make. The worst thing about Quan is he doesn't follow scheme very well, and he's innovative, and he makes plays that he wants to make that he's not supposed to. So he's out of position a lot. So we'll have to see what happens. Now, I will say this. Marcel Harris has had a very difficult time with outside contain. So we're going to see this week. Uh, Marcel Harris, you put a big circle on him. He's going to be a key factor this week because he's going to be getting a lot of snaps. Buffalo does a lot of large packages. They even use a fullback. They'll do two tight ends with the t uh, uh, two running backs and a tight end. So we're going to see a lot of Marcel Harris this week. So we'll have to see how he does. Uh, Chris, he asked, with so many injuries, the, will the 49ers fire their strength and conditioning coach? Um, man, I, we did two years ago. We already played that card. Sometimes injuries just happen. I, I don't think... I don't know, man. You could talk about the cleats choice in the Jets game. 
that was bad, but usually that's a player's choice. What happens is, and it's the same in high school, college, NFL, whatever, you go out on the field about an hour and a half before, you got your headphones on, you're on your own, you practice your plants, you do a little warm-up, you run a couple routes, you want to see how you feel. If for some reason, and the quote from Kyle Shanahan was, we all felt that the cleats were quote-unquote sticky. When it's like that, you change your cleats. Every NFL team brings several pairs of cleats per player to play, especially whenever you're on a turf field. That one, maybe you could chart up to them, but MCLs and ankle sprains, I don't think there's anything you can do to prevent those things. I don't know. Um, soft tissue stuff that happens like that. Hamstrings, that is preventative. Okay, Hamstring, that's water, conditioning, stretching. That is preventative. But whenever you're looking at things like ACLs and high ankle sprains, I don't know. Sometimes linemen just get rolled up. Uh, how do you, how do you get a strength and conditioning? Now you talk about the issues that took place with uh, Blair and Richburg having you know issues after their surgeries. I don't know if the team doctors did those or if they got them done on their own. Those are questions to look into. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. John, is it weird that I really don't want the Steelers going undefeated when the Niners failed to do so last year? What are you think their chances are? Let me put it in different perspective. This is I know about nobody you need to know. If the Steelers go undefeated, that means the Chiefs don't get a bye week. So there's a little silver lining there. Now I hate the Steelers. I hate Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's a terrible human being. Um, I think he's a trash human being. I think he should be in prison, but I digress. Um, you can look into the several different uh, issues there. Yeah, the 49ers didn't do it last year. Um, I don't know. I don't put a lot of stock in going 16-0. and We don't look back on the Patriots that went 16-0 and and then lost in the Super Bowl versus the Giants. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. Uh, I want to win one-on-one. -on -one. So, yes, I do want the Steelers to lose a game but I do want the Steelers to be the one seat. I do not want the Chiefs to be the one seat. I want the Chiefs to lose. I'm tired of seeing that guy, Kermit the Frog, run around. Um, he's, a, he's a good dude, um, and he's a hell of a player. But yeah, I want the Chiefs to lose. Uh, I'm bitter. It's what it is. I don't think the Steelers will go undefeated. Uh, they still have a couple of key matchups on their uh, thing. I think eventually they'll lose, um, but that's just me. <laughs> Miss Niner Torres, I love it. As a fellow teacher, insert mocking Jay Whistle here. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I respect the tribute there. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, there are a couple players that I wanted to hear from. Um, we didn't get to talk about Debo too much yesterday. What Debo did in that game was incredible, especially whenever you look at the fact he was coming off an injury. He goes out there and plays almost every damn snap. Had negative four air yards. Negative four air yards. That means Nick Mullins had to throw the ball backwards to him more often than not. He created it all on his own. The definition of yak. So just a real quick sound bite about Debo Samuel. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, it rubs off on me. I think it rubs off on our fans. I, I know it rubs off on our players and... I mean, it hurts to tackle people. Like, I don't care how you are. If you've ever played football, it's, it's why you wake up the next day and you don't totally feel right. And when you have a receiver who um, is so fearless and physical, and also when you hit them, probably feels similar to hitting a fullback. 
um, that can really wear on a team and it brings a mentality to our offense that is huge. And that's what we were hoping for when we took him. We wanted that physicality and stuff in him. We thought we needed that and he's brought that a ton. And that's why when he's out there, um, no matter where he's at and he, he always helps us. Um, and that's why I just, that's why I'm very excited about Debo. I'm excited about getting Ayuk back and just the more these guys can play together, the more they can get out there. Um, they're made of the right stuff. They're built the right way. And they'll only get better because they're um, how they are, their character and stuff. They just, I just want to get them going. And um, every time Debo gets going, we've had a little bit of a setback, but you guys see how much of a, how much he helped us and how much he has every time he's been in. And um, it's a lot more fun to have him out there. And, you know, you compound that with the fact that Ayuk is back this week. Ayuk is back this week. <sighs> I don't know if we're ever going to get all our toys. I hope that we do one day. Um, is it too much to ask to get Jimmy G and Kittle back? I don't know. It appears as though it maybe is. But we're getting closer and closer and closer. And obviously the 49ers are going to have to score more than one touchdown on offense. God, that's just crappy. Nick Mullins is going to have to one time in this 2018 or sorry 2020 season throw more than one touchdown pass per game it's going to have to happen if we're going to make the playoffs but it's there the 49ers are one game out of the playoffs one game out of the playoffs in this shitty season we're close we're close and i think we can get there um i don't think it's a foregone conclusion the betting odds on it they're not up on my bookie i wish they are but the 49ers have a lot of hope and i'm excited about this Monday night matchup. I kept saying this last week. If the 49ers can just beat the Rams with all these guys out, we've got a chance to make the playoffs. And now the conversation has him, man, if we could just win two out of three the next three weeks. Again, you got Buffalo, Washington, Dallas. Oof, you got some winnable games in there. But this Buffalo game, this is a tough one. But again, what if, man, if just the 49ers can beat Buffalo, we're going to find out. Uh, the next episode that we will have for you, uh, we will be breaking down everything you ever needed to know about the Buffalo Bills. We're going to step behind enemy lines, um, scouting reports, players to exploit, matchups, schemes, tendencies, all that. That's our next episode. That'll be out Friday or Saturday. And then, of course, we'll be going live Monday night at the conclusion of the game, hopefully with another win. Uh, make sure next uh, the next episode, Friday or Saturday, is the last chance to get in for the Countdown crew. We're going to be giving away a Brandon IU jersey after the game Monday to enter in that's free. All you got to do, hit the notification bell on YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, to my account. And when we go live, first minute and a half, hashtag CC, you're in, you are entered in for free. Thank you, guys. Appreciate all the support. And as always, stay strong and faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.